dadgummit, who left their socks in there? What it is, what it do, this is Ramblin', your Rams podcast that brings you inside of the team and news from around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from Los Angeles, California. The Rams start the season off right, 1-0 after a 20-17 win over the Cowboys under the lights at SoFi Stadium. It was beautiful. You know what else is beautiful? This next human coming on the pod, he's all over the sports world. You name it, Bleacher Report, he's there. TNT, he's there. You can find my friend on Instagram and Twitter at Adam Lefko. The best part about this kid, he's been my friend for years, and I am so proud of you, my friend. Uh, you're looking more like Jared Goff every day, Adam Lefko. I think that I'm moving further away from Jared Goff and it's disappointing because like every time I see him, I'm like, he's in great shape. Like Jared Goff motivates me because I'm like, I think that we all, I think we've talked about this before. There are like 50 unique faces and me and him are in the same spectrum of face. And uh, he's kicking my ass right now. He looks really, he looked good on Sunday. I'll tell you that much. You look good on Sunday. You, Jared Goff, and Ryan Gosling are in that little. That's, you keep saying that. I don't know about Gosling. I don't see that. No. No. I'm just but I'll being take nice. it. Yeah. Take, take what I give Who you. Who do you okay. get? Man, I've been trying to like lie <laughs> about like Beyonce. <laughs> I used to say, I used to say Wesley Snipes. And people <laughs> were like, I don't see it. And I was like, why did you answer that question, you idiot? Anyway, Rams like Eagles going down. Oh man! Well, Carson Wentz should be scared uh, because unless you've been living under a rock, the fact of the matter is that Aaron Donald is a beast. Mm. He made his first sack of the season for the team on Sunday against the Cowboys. You were tweeting about it. I saw this. Lefko, you were tweeting that um, all about number ninety-nine. Did you yeah. see the sack on Dak? And then all the ones that. We're so close to happening. He actually joked. He was like, I should have had more sacks that game. So what do you think overall? Now there's a new defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. AD's there. We got Jalen Estee. I'm just throwing things at you, left Yeah, I think, I think one, I want to say that I really, my least favorite, like three or four day span is Monday through Thursday between week one and week two. Because week one is like, nobody has any idea what's happening. We didn't even know the injury reports until like two days beforehand. And then these upsets are crazy, like Jacksonville and Washington and all that. And usually everything kind of recalibrates in week two. So this is like the most overreactions that are wrong all year round. However, what Aaron Donald does will happen all 16 weeks. And I, I can't imagine what it's like to be Dak. The one that I posted was when he chokeslammed Zeke, which that's something that you watch on film later and you're like, that's your offhand and you're bending the other way. But the one where he came down and wiped out the center and the guard and then immediately turned, like what is it like to have that happen right in front of you and to know that every snap he's lining up right on you? I think that... 
The Eagles offensive line will be a lot better than the eight sacks and they gave out last week. It sounds like Lane Johnson is going to play, which it creates a lot of depth where now you can shift guys down, but they still are playing a rookie at right guard and they still are playing someone that I'm not that confident in left guard. And I, Aaron Donald getting pressure right into Carson Wentz is going to be a real, real deal. What's interesting is in the two games that he's played where Doug Peterson is the coach, he has no sacks. And Doug Peterson is 2-0 against Sean McVay. Um, and he's put up over 30 points in both games. So uh, they may have a, an idea of how to combat it, but Aaron Donald is somebody that you avoid, you don't contain. For sure. And big props to the defense who definitely carried the team um, in the second half against the Cowboys. And Malcolm Brown. And Malcolm Brown, you said it right there. We also have a new offensive coordinator, Kevin Mm. Um, O'Connell. Against the Cowboys, the Rams had way more of a balanced pass and run game. Jared, you threw for 275 yards. There was a mix of all three running backs, including Malcolm Brown, scored the two touchdowns for the team. They put up 153 yards on the ground. So there was a lot of talk last season and past few seasons. Jared Goff's arm, you cannot ignore that. The thing right. is a beautiful thing to watch when it's working. Oh, when he's clicking and he's confident, it's, it is something. But now we've got a more, more um, balanced run game, I would say, that we're moving in there. And I'd say without Todd Gurley, and now you've got – a rookie, a second year, and Malcolm Brown, who's a yes. vet and really held it down. I could see this Rams offense making some noise, especially in a very difficult NFC West. So I think that will be the hardest part is it's, yeah. it's not just NFC West anymore of like really good defenses. <laughs> like you're going to have to keep up with Arizona and have to keep up with Seattle. And that's tough. I think the thing about Jared Goff, and I've been a, I've been a critic of him sometimes, but I, don't, I do think it's warranted because what he does from a clean pocket compared to what he does under pressure, it's, I believe, the biggest gap in the NFL. And uh, Rich Rebar, uh, I'm, I'm really good friends with Warren Sharp, and his website is Sharp Football Analysis, and I, I was reading the update today, and from a clean pocket, Jared Goff had a rating of 110, and he averaged 10.7 yards per pass. And that's what we saw two years ago mm-hmm. when the offensive line had Roger Saffold in it. And like the league hadn't seen all these wide receivers and motions and Sean McVay's offense. But on Sunday against the Cowboys under pressure, he was one of six for seven yards. And I, I think the thing that we need to remember about this Gal- Dallas Cowboys defense is that that was a Dallas Cowboys defense that had lost Byron Jones, their best corner. That was a defense that had signed HaHa Clinton Dix in the offseason and then cut him. It was, a, it was a defense that lost a starting linebacker in the middle of the game. And they went out and invested in defensive linemen this season, including Gerald McCoy, who got injured before the year and didn't play. I will say that I got to interview Andrew Whitworth a few weeks ago. And in that interview, I asked him, I said, you, your offensive line got hurt so much. And he told me, as I'm sure he's told you many times, that the offensive line, because so many of the backups got reps, that guys like Note Boom and, and all those guys that didn't get a lot of experience now had time to gel. Yeah. I was very impressed with the Rams' offensive line. The question is, can they do the same thing against an Eagles defense that even though they lost, I need to remind everybody how they lost interception two interceptions deep in the own zone um 
uh, a bunch of fumbles. It really wasn't the Eagles' defense's problem. So I, I do have a lot of confidence in the Rams' offense a lot more than I did before the season because that offensive line looks so good. And I don't think enough people are talking about Van Jefferson. Like, huh. I, I, Robert Woods is great. We knew that. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup is great. We knew that. Both tight ends, super solid. But Van had a few plays under pressure that were deep where I went, wow, he's got really good feet awareness. 31 yards on his first reception in the NFL. Because there was a drop-off in three wide receiver sets for the Rams when they went to Reynolds. And I like Reynolds. I think he's a good player. But I saw stuff out of Van Jefferson that I didn't see out of Reynolds that if that allows them to play more wide receivers, I get excited. I – I don't know why I'm feeling more and more confident about the Eagles. I just. Cause you're from Philadelphia. <laughs> it's, it's more of this. I went through after all the week one games this year and I circled every team that I thought was good that lost in week one, because there is some statistic out there. I need to look it up that teams that lose in week one really bounce back in week two. They just play with more uh, aggression. And I, 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 I think that, in, 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 a, in a game where there are no fans and every player from every team that I've seen be interviewed said, it sucked. We had to motivate ourselves for three hours. If you tell me that, and then you compound it with the fact that teams that lost are more motivated, I'm just, I'm curious what the bounce back is going to be like this week. Yeah, I am too. It's something to look forward to uh, this Sunday. Eagles, Rams, don't miss it. Um, quickly, I know, Lefko, you and I can text on the side during the game. Um, I'll do it. Quickly, what makes me happy, I just want to give a shout-out to John Johnson, who is back after missing almost the entire 2019 season. JJ's back. Um, Lefko, I don't know if you've met JJ before coming to uh, Rams what training camp. What a joy camp. to talk to. Ah, the best. He's wearing the green dot on defense. He's a captain now. He had a decent first game. Four tackles total. Told me after the game he felt pretty good. He's not in the box anymore, so he doesn't have as much bang. Mm. Um, Micah Kaiser, you'll see there. Um, But also said, hey, it's week one. That gets a little tough. Either way, very nice to see number 43 back on the field. News around the NFL. Left go. Kyler Murray for MVP. (laughs) Yes. He led the Cardinals in rushing yards against the Niners. Two things of note, I want to hear your per, uh, perspective on Kyler Murray, but also the cards are still ranked lower than the 49ers heading into week two, although this may go towards your thought on week what, one. Doesn't according matter. to what rankings? NFL rankings. Yeah, let me tell you that <laughs> rankings are a guy that works for a website that sits there and goes, should I put this team? Now, I'm not, I didn't mean to use that voice. That was a mean voice. But, like, who cares about rankings? Like, if rankings matter, then Peter King, man, then the Dolphins are going to the playoffs. I just that stuff is nonsense. But but Adam, um, what about what about Charles's blog.com? They have they have all the right answers. Am I supposed to come in with another voice for our rankings yeah. voice? Matt, Serena, do do a ranking voice. Hello, I will give you a choice. On the this Eagles. Like over the ra- yeah, I mean, here. you guys both went, hello, I'm walking through a door with my arms moving. This week, NFL power rankings. <laughs> or I could do Sofia Vergara's ranking. You have to pick a team that they're going to win this year. <laughs> I love that. Sofia's rankings, I don't know how good they'd be. They'd probably be just as good as everybody it's else's. Fine. It's like March Madness. <laughs> um, the reason that I am so high on Kyler 
And the reason that I said that I think he'd be a leader of the MVP at the quarter poll is not just about how good he looked. Number one, I think they play a very easy schedule. And I think when you look at these next few weeks with Washington, with Detroit, and uh, I think, I want to say Miami. I forget who the fourth team is. Uh, I can look that up for you. But that, that people don't look at strength of schedule, and I think that's important. Two, much like the Heisman Trophy, the Heisman Trophy never goes to a person that is predicted to be the Heisman Trophy winner in the beginning because they have so much pressure. It always goes to someone that came out of nowhere. And so when I looked at that, that, that to me, it's, I'm not saying he's the best player in the league. I believe that Russell Wilson's going to end up winning MVP this year, another NFC West player. Mm-hmm. And of course, Mahomes and Lamar, like they're incredible. But what I saw out of Kyler was very special. You were against the San Francisco 49ers defense that you guys know very well as dominant, but he had no connection with DeAndre Hopkins. Like there was no training camp. There was no practices. There was one play during the game where DeAndre was supposed to go on and out and he went up and Kyler was like, oh, and he still got 14 passes to him. And he still outran a Niners defense, which controlled running quarterbacks all year round. Kyler to me has the special gene. He has the Mahomes gene. He has the Russell Wilson gene. I I think I saw Daniel Jeremiah tweet that Kyler Murray on his 13 runs was was either scoring or sliding on 12 of them. So he didn't get hit. And the only one that he got tackled on, the defender grabbed his shirt and it stretched five yards and then he got tackled. So my thing is, is we always say this about running quarterbacks. Oh, they're going to get hurt. Kyler Murray was a first round pick in the Major League Baseball draft. He literally can slide like Ricky Henderson. And so this isn't some guy that doesn't know how to get out of harm's way. I, just, I, I think that the Rams fans are going to be going up against Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray for the next five years. And that D-line is going to have to be good at containing because no offense to Jared Goff, it's just a different animal when you can run like that. It, it's, we're seeing it with Cam Newton and the Patriots. Uh, just wanted to jump in. It is uh... – they got Washington, Detroit, and then at Carolina. And Carolina yeah. is starting seven rookies on their defense and just let up 34 points to the Raiders. So that And Detroit or Washington, I could go on and on. I just – I was looking at their it's schedule. called rambling. You can do this. <laughs> oh, nice. I just – Kyler is special. He's really special. Was there anyone else QB-wise that caught your eye that maybe surprised you? Like Aaron Rodgers, he looked great out there. He did. Um, the one reason that's not really I, surprising. I, I'm very high on Aaron Rodgers. At the same point, I'm very low on Minnesota's defense. Okay. I think that you know when you lose, when you lose Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes, when you lose Everson Griffin, when Daniil Hunter doesn't play with a neck injury, like I was texting with a member of the Packers and I said, guys, you guys were great, but I didn't recognize anyone on their defense. He said, and he literally texted me back and goes. The only guy I knew was Harrison Smith. And, and so, again, it's week one. And we look at these teams and we go, that's a Mike Zimmer defense. And I go, have you looked at the roster? I don't know anybody that's on that team. So um, other quarterbacks that I was impressed by, I don't think uh, – Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I think, I think Joe Burrow, if you go and rewatch that game, fourth quarter, 
He threw an underhand shovel pass interception to a pass rusher. And I went, let's see how he bounces back from this one. Let a two-minute drive all the way down, threw a touchdown to A.J. Green, called back for offensive pass interference, and then they missed the field goal to go to overtime. Like, but for him to bounce back like that, I look for that. And then I thought Matt Stafford was actually a lot better than people think, uh, especially he didn't have Kenny Galladay, his best wide receiver. So um, I, I pride myself on paying attention and not looking at the, 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 just the stats. Um, and I thought Stafford was a lot better than people thought. And there's a reason so. the Lions are keeping him around until 2023, it looks like. I, I think he gets kind there's of – There's a reason why he's in, like, the top 15 already for passing yards. And, he, and, and there's a reason that he's been on that team and they haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher in 20 years. But the problem is, is it's like when you're a rookie and you start with Calvin Johnson, even though your offensive line stinks and your running back stinks and your tight end stink. Like, how many years they draft a tight end didn't work out? But they go, but he had Calvin Johnson. And it's like, okay, he – and his coat – like, I don't know. There, there are some guys that get treated badly in this league, and I, I hate it. Matt, what time is it? Oh, wow. Is it already that time? All right. It's uh, Serena's social, genuine. social segment. Wow, that, that caught me off guard. I was just so invested in the Stafford talk. Oh, you're a big uh -oh. Stafford guy too? <laughs> I, I got a lot of respect for him. I think he's taken a lot of beatings that weren't necessarily directed. If there's anybody out there that heard what I just said and goes, ah, that's overinflated numbers. I don't like Matt Stafford. I implore you, go on YouTube and look up Matt Stafford mic'd up rookie. There is a game his rookie year where he breaks a rib or I think he broke his back and he's mic'd up the entire time and he's on the sideline like, ugh. And then he goes and leads a comeback win and dives in for the win. When you see that, you get respect for one of these athletes and you guys are around these guys and you know what they put into it, that he, he's just, a, he's a guy that really goes out there and balls out. And I, I that just watch that. If you're a hater. Sounds yeah. like the fight in game of Thrones or something like, I'm he's just still going to stand here with the sword. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's been the guy up there without much supporting cast and yeah. Uh, Propping up OCs like Jim Bob Cooter, no offense. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, other uh, other quarterbacks that just ball. Uh, Terry Bradshaw has a new docu series called The Bradshaw Bunch, and uh, now that the Kardashians are donezo, I was wondering who in the NFL would you like to see get a reality show? Mm. First thing I'd like to say, it's a question: Is Terry Bradshaw the Charles Barkley of the NFL? Ooh. That's Terry Bradshaw has four rings, but people don't really put him up there with the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's really allowed to go on TV and say anything he wants. Really he always can. make jokes about how he's fat and he's kind of got a Southern accent. Well, he had Lynn Swan, so. Right. Um, guys that, that I think can have a reality show. Number one, Philip Rivers. You've seen Kate, John and Kate plus eight. Well, it's Philip Rivers and Philip Rivers White plus nine. Uh, <laughs> how do they get them ready for school during a quarantine? Do they have too many vans? You know, do they make their kids wear the younger kids' as backpacks? These are questions I'd like to know. Number two, it's going to be Real Housewives of Green Bay, and it's Aaron Rodgers. We need to dive into this. We need to see what's going on. She didn't call me back. Neither did he. Let's get out of here. And But the one that I 
I, when I meet NFL players, like Martellus Bennett would have been that guy for a long time. Like I like weird guys that think about stuff. Um, one guy that I really think would be great would be Cam Jordan of the Saints. Yeah. Um, incredible that. personality. He told me that when he retires, he wants to go to the mountains of Montana and just hide from the world. Um, but he's in New Orleans right now. And so I think New Orleans would be cool. I'm trying to think if there's any other reality shows. Um, I like, I, man, I'm all in for uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah. I like, I like the Aaron Who let their socks in there? And they all raised Honey, their- I got a sock in my, my football bag. <laughs> the, all of the socks, every kid leaves a sock for good luck before their game. Oh, I, if you were to spin it for, for the Rams, I would actually give it to Michael Brockers because mm. it would be like, welcome to the Brockers or something. And then instead of hearing, having it about AD, it'd be like Aaron comes by and he's just like, hey, what's up? I'm your famous friend. It's like DJ Jazzy Jeff on Fresh Prince. Like, yes. hey, I'm over here too, you know? So I could see that out. in the Ram spin. Brock party. There Brock party. Ooh, I, I like that, that a lot. Yeah, could see oh, that. You know what? And I, I also think though that Jalen Ramsey is- Oh yeah. He, he just has natural reactions that could carry a, like he has that like Nick Young face where he's like, like he just reacts well to things. Uh, also shout out to Jalen Ramsey. Wow. It's like a player that was traded in the middle of the year after an off season is going to come back and look just like he did before. Jalen Ramsey is the number one cornerback in the NFL and anybody that said otherwise hey, maybe the fact that everyone on Jacksonville left because the franchise is an absolute, I'm not going to go too far, but they, they clearly, none of their players wanted to be there. Like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald is, like if there was NBA Jam NFL and you can only pick two guys, like they might be my two guys for a defense. Yes, I'm NFL all in. Street. I like that. I, I would also go, needs to I make go the Robert Woods, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. I, I respect Madden for trying with the yard to bring back the NFL street style, but I want OG. And if, where is EA Sports big? Bring it all back. SSX. Uh, NBA Sports. Big. Yeah. <laughs> NFL Blitz. Bring it all back. Slugfest. I'm here for it. Look, me and Serena went to Syracuse together, and I used to make money to go to the bars on the weekend by playing rushing attack. Yes, you did. So rushing attack, if people don't know an old school Madden, I don't know if they still have it. It would be like, I got a fullback and a running back and they got a linebacker and a safety and we would play penny a point. And I would beat guys by like 2000 points. So I get 20 bucks and that's how I would pay for beer. And, uh, okay, let me ask you, I'm 34 years old. Am I too old to start playing video games on Twitch? Uh, no, and I think that's kind of the beauty of the streaming world is that it, in video games in general, is it just can you message my fiance and tell her that doesn't make me a deadbeat? I got oh. I'm, I'm afraid to pitch it to her. I think she's hearing it right now. Oh, girl, <laughs> because we send her a message, show, and I, I don't I don't mean to to make fun of anybody that's out there, but like I felt like my life really started getting better when I stopped playing video games. But the problem is right now. It sounds fun. <laughs> maybe maybe do like once a week, like your Friday. And that's the good. only time I pick it up. And that's my Twitch channel. It's just called, I just start, like I'm just figuring it out. 
or do you have a manual? I don't know. Where, where can people find you on Twitch? I got to start one. Oh, you haven't started it yet. No, but I have a whole content plan. He's ready for you would if you would. Oh yeah. man. Didn't you used to win Madden like tournaments Madden at Syracuse? I won. So there was a Madden tournament in my dorm at yes. uh, Marion. And Why I do won, I remember this about you? I had to win three games and I won by a combined score of 121 to three. And I played the last round with the remote behind my back. Yes. And some kid hit a 50 yard field goal at the end of the game, just to say that he wasn't shut out. And then I, there was one time at Harry's where they had a tournament and uh, I beat this dude uh, that came in and he had a full camo outfit with a toothpick and he didn't talk the entire time and I beat him and I, I won a free Madden game. Like I needed it. Yeah. I love that detail. Like he came in camouflage with a toothpick. No one could see him, but His me. Was no, he was a local. Speak. Got kicked out of middle school for being too tough. Right. I'm telling you, he looked, he looked like, um, he looked like freeway. It was awesome. The, the Philadelphia rapper. I'm, I'm very pro you getting back. Um, all of a sudden. I know I got to sell it to her. All right. We'll work on that. Um, we're going to end this podcast quickly with say what, um, Wait, Lefko, I want you Serena to hear. Social segment? That was the Serena social segment. We figured it. out that was good. <laughs> we're going to finish up. Um, I want you to listen to what Sean McVay had to say when the athletic beat writer Jordan Rodriguez asked the head coach, you probably saw this, about Aaron Donald after Sunday's game. Hey, Sean, um, did you see the I'm, – I'm not sure if you had a chance to even look at it, but had you seen the clips floating around, the little cut-ups of Aaron Donald um, sort of moving people aside from last night? I did. I did see that. Um, I'm wondering – this is really – Sorry to put you on the spot like this, but um, if there, if you could make up a word that doesn't cur currently exist to describe Aaron Donald and what he does on a field, what would you have that word be? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know what's a word that doesn't exist. It's more of an expression. I have no idea. It's unbelievable, though. But how about that? That's an answer for you, huh? <laughs> Just dumbfoundedness, just complete, like. That's it. That's it. Let me actually, if you could, I don't know if you're possible to show what I'm about to say to Sean McVay, which actually, I'm going to tell you why Sean McVay's answer for the sound is actually the real answer, and it's not dumbfoundedness. What he did was the sound of opposing teams and coaches rewinding the film, going, how did he just do that? Yes. Is literally. <laughs> Play that again, because Aaron Donald does things that don't make sense. And if I were to give it a sound or a word, oh, so it's a word. It was supposed to be a word. A made-up word. Mm. Could be a sound. That doesn't exist. Right. Like, he's got enough to think about. I was like, it's a tough question, which is why I like the sound. And yes, where would he get I that would sound? Say, I would say the word is demolishnate which is a combination between demolish and dominate. Um, because what he does is he destroys everything every play, but he does it every play. And the, the incredible thing about Aaron Donald is for the, for the analytics people that talk about his inability in certain aspects against the run or the fact that his impact may be overstated, um, 
it's not a zero sum game. We can give credit to the other teams for scheming. The, the difficult part of where Aaron Donald plays is if a team goes outside, they can avoid him. Just like Jalen Ramsey, you can throw to the other receiver. But the great thing about having Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, we're running out of places to avoid here on that Rams defense. And that's when defenses get great. When you look at the Ravens defense from 2000, well, that D-line, I mean, shoot, they're going to get after you. And you got Ed Reed in the back and Ray Lewis. Where do you go? You look at the Bucks. Oh, man, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, Rondé Barber. That's why, for me, I, the Rams are looking for one guy to step up to really make this defense great. I don't know which linebacker it is. I know you lost one of the Raiders this offseason, Littleton. Yeah, Littleton. I don't know if it's a safety stepping up and, and kind of taking it to the next level, whether it is John. But I've always found that when defenses really have three great pieces, you run out of space. But Ramsey is going to allow uh, your new DC. When you can put a corner on a wide receiver and say, now it's 10 on 10, that's incredible. And Aaron Donald, like, I am genuinely concerned for Carson Wentz, Wentz's health this weekend. Like, I'm really concerned. But thank God Aaron is such a nice guy. He's, he, he doesn't mean to hurt you. He just doesn't – his, his goal is favorite, to win a game. One of my favorite <laughs> plays is him – this was so long ago too, but he's, like, sacking he's, – or he's already hit Russell Wilson and, like, wrapped him up after he's thrown – and he just like stops and is like, no, 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 no. And he like stops him from falling down. He's literally, yes. Just, I, yeah, it's, it's truly incredible how we have seen players of his caliber at his position be the opposite. We have seen Warren Sapp. We have seen Charles Haley. We have seen Lawrence Taylor. And I do not say those names, Hall of Famers, lightly. Aaron Donald is already that guy. And to see Aaron Donald play with the ferocity but also the sportsmanship is why I love Aaron Donald so much because to play that position the way he does without needing to hurt people is rare. And it's, it's him and JJ Watt, man. They're both hall of famers that are great guys. Aaron's just, he's a soft-spoken guy, but I don't know. I thought in that post-game interview on Sunday, I was like, I have never seen Aaron Donald this loquacious on camera. It was cool uh to see. He was happy. He, he was, was in happy. a mood. He, we, a lot of Rams fans were happy. Um, it was a great night. And it's been a great day, Lefko. You've been such a I pleasure. Fun, guys. I'm going to blame Quavo for everything. Um, but that's it. <laughs> that episode of Rambling in the Books. Make whoa, sure you hit whoa, that subscribe whoa. button. Appreciate the sound effects. We'll be bringing you I'm more episodes you throughout the season. You what? Hold on, Conan, can you, can you do your close, but take pauses after every sentence and I'm going to Migos ad lib your outro? Okay, perfect. Let's okay. do this again. Okay. okay. And that's it. That's another episode of Ramblin' in the Books. Ramble, ramble, ramble. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. We'll be bringing you more episodes throughout the season. Subscribe! And if you want even more Rams, we've got Rams Revealed with J.B. Long and Rams Iconic with former Ram DeMarco Farr. DeMarco, 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 DeMarco. And of course, again, make sure you follow Adam on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Lefko. Subscribe to his podcast, The Lefko Show, wherever you listen to your podcast. Splash. <laughs> yes. That's the clip out.